Pick the Nintendo Shack and pray. Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening says, yo. Koopalings and welcome back to the Nintendo Shack. My name is Donnie Reese and you are tuning in to Nintendo Shack 107 titled Pre-Pokemon Launch. Alright, let's man. start Nintendo Shack. We have a show here. Caroline, I want to start this show talking about last week's show. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, almost, I honestly want to almost apologize, but I'm almost in the exact same boat right now as I was last week. So, So here's the deal. Last week... Um, I had all this work stuff, all these like NCAA meetings that kept me work late. Sure. I was rushing to get home and there was a ton of traffic and I couldn't get home. And <laughs> I got home late. This is after I spent the morning getting Melissa back and forth to the salvage yard because she wasn't doing all of the things she was supposed to do, which was ended up costing me money. We had a whole big, uh. we had a big fight. So I was like super stressed. Get home, tell the kids to get the dogs in. Archie runs away. Like two minutes before I hit record, I'm oh sitting God. here ready to record after this day I've had. I'm like, I just need to, I just need to podcast. And then I get a message from you. It's like, Hey, I can't make it. And then my dog runs away and I've got Bill there I'm who was, so who was a sweetheart. And he was like, dude, let's just postpone, which by the way is like, that's cooler head. That's exactly what I should have done. I should have postponed. I, I feel like a terrible dog owner to let you know that I didn't go chase my dog. I was like, he usually comes back and I sent my kids after him. I was like, go find him, go fix it. I don't care. It was just at that moment, at that exact moment in time, like I couldn't take anything. Like <sighs> I told Bill, I was like, look, I know this probably makes me seem like a bad person. I was like, but here's my answer. I, I just need a podcast. So let's just roll. Um, yeah. After the day, and, the, and obviously I didn't have as much time to play games and stuff as you did, I was really banking on um, basically just moderating you and Bill, right? And letting mm. you carry the show because I didn't have a whole lot of stuff I'm so to sorry. I feel no, even not, worse now. I'm not blaming you for it. I just want to let everybody know if it seemed like I was rushed, somewhat panicked. When I listen back to it, I feel um, bad because I feel like it was a poor... Uh, poor effort on my part because I didn't have a whole lot to say. I didn't try very hard because um, I did. I just didn't have the time, or you know, I should have postponed. This is this marks multiple times. This has happened in my podcasting time where I've recorded a show that I shouldn't have um, because I had a guest and I didn't want to let him down, and because we had a schedule to keep. Um, but I should have. I, I should have canceled. I should have canceled. This is the second time today, within like literally the past hour, that I have been guilt tripped. Right. <laughs> So you guilt trip me. I'm not Brian, guilt tripping you. That's not so, what I'm doing. I'm not trying. No, to no, do no. I, I feel guilty is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. But, but, and then Brian comes out of his shower and I had not eaten hardly at all today, but he brought me home Fox Brothers that was catered for lunch. And of course I was like, nice. heck yeah, Fox Brothers barbecue. Heck yeah. And so while he's in the shower, he, I ate all of it. Right. And he goes, but I loaded up the plate enough for two people. And I'm <laughs> he's like, like, what about me? Well, I feel like that's happened to me before, jerk. and that makes me really angry. But that's yeah, he's like, it's okay, don't worry about it. I can See, eat leftovers. Brian like, is so sweet and nice. I know. Wow. Um, and I just like I'm on the phone with my mom, and my mom's like, "You're not sorry. Nobody's sorry when they get Fox Brothers for dinner." I'm like, "Well, this is true," but I I felt terrible. So I'm just having like uh, Caro feels terrible about everything. Well, definitely right don't now. on my behalf, but. 
Um, coming home tonight, I was racing home. I'm still in my work uniform, if you can tell. And uh, nice. I, I had a flat tire. And it's uh, uh, it's 20, what, four degrees out there with a wind chill. So I had to get uh, the air up in the tire to get home in time to get here. And then um, for those of you watching the video feed on YouTube, I am recording for the very first time with our brand new camera that we have purchased for the PSVG house party. So I don't have my webcam as a whole new setup. So I was going through all these tests, trying to make sure we were we were recording. And obviously, I didn't turn up Caroline's mic. So the first two seconds of the show, uh, she has no audio. So I'm just I'm, I'm stressed out. <laughs> there's it's a okay. Lot, there's just a lot going through my brain. I'm trying to do everything at the same time, and it's just breathe, it's breath, not enough. It's not enough. Breathe. <sighs> yeah. I do have notes. I wrote some notes for some things that I wanted to say uh, this yep. week, so I wouldn't for, forget them. So let's start with the show like we do each and every week where we talk about what we're up to, what we're doing. And I'd like to start off, and um, I want to start off with uh, Jack's new Switch Lite. So we got the Pokemon yeah. Switch Lite edition. And I don't want to shock the internet with all of the things that everybody already knows about the Switch Lite, but... This is the first time I've held one of the units. Uh, I think it's the first time either one of us have actually touched or played with a Switch Lite. And mm -hmm. the difference is jarring. I mean, it's drastic. It's a drastically different. It's so much lighter. It feels so much more solid. The mm. smudgy, pushy buttons and clicky um, triggers are so much better. I mean, it is the better Switch. It is so mm -hmm. much better than my Switch. It makes me not even want my Switch. If it wasn't for docking to the TV... I would just trade in and get a new one. But I play wow. a lot with, with a TV and a pro controller. So um, just consider me blown away. I, I, I can't, like, I love it. I was playing with it and I was just like, this is incredible. And, you know, I'm sure we all us Nintendo fans and podcasts said very similar things. By the way, I keep noticing that I keep looking at my table because I'm so used to staring at you when I'm talking. I know. And now I'm just staring at a lifeless camera. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and it's, it's in my head. I keep noticing it. So I know. It's okay. It's okay. Um, <laughs> I'm sure we all said this. Nintendo Podcast said this. Uh, when the 3DS, you know, like right when the, the, the 3DS XL and the 3DS came out. Something about like the smaller screen. It's just ever so slightly smaller. Like you wouldn't even notice it if you didn't know. Yes. But I feel like it makes the picture look better. Like mm. I'm looking, I'm playing them next to each other. And I'm like, the picture looks better on this one. Like it just it's it's a better look. I don't know if it's, it's more it's, dense. It's got to be a different uh, technology's changed in two years, you know, and it's got to be something a little different. Maybe it's just my mind's eye wanted to see something because I paid money. I don't true. know, but it looks. I, I, we were playing Breath of the Wild, and I was watching Jack play it, and I'm just like stunned because it looks well, I mean, so good. I'm like, man, <laughs> it looks so good on this little portable. Screens thing. were screen, screens were different between the first gen of 3DS and the 3DS XL when I got it for the new Nintendo. So it, it, I think that it would qualify as a second gen of the Switch, maybe, sure. if it's that different. Sure. Uh, that would make sense. So I, I'm loving it. I think it's fantastic. I'm so glad we got one, Jack. Super happy. We did reset up all of our accounts. One thing that I did forget about even though I transferred all of his saves and his profile to his Switch, because his Switch is not my home Switch. He can't play my games with his saves. He can play my games, but only oh. as me. Oh. So he didn't lose that all of his progress. That explains why I saw you logging in. I saw you logging in and playing something that just, like, I can't even remember what. It was probably Fortnite that I was just like, why is he playing? That's why. So Jack yeah. can only play my games on his Switch as me. Whereas uh, on my Switch, he can play my games as him. 
So That's so weird. All of the progress he has in Breath of the Wild is essentially lost, even though it's not lost. If I buy another copy of the game and plug it in, his save is there and uh. it'll, it'll pick up. Um, I'm actually contemplating buying him another copy because I feel bad. Because he, 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 he just looked at me. He's like, well, I'll start Black, over. Fri- Black Friday, it's going to be on sale. $30? $39.99 is what I saw. That's too much for a game I already own. And, you know, he took it like a champ, too. He was like, I'll just I'll just start over. I'm like, Aww. man, I would. Ryan was talking about starting over. Watching him play it, I was like, I kind of want to play Breath of the Wild. <laughs> My brother-in-law came to visit last weekend, and uh, he has a he has a profile on our switch and he's been playing breath of the wild on there when he comes over and watching him, watching him do the plateau. He finally beat the plateau this time around. And Brian and I are just like, dude, we should totally play it again together. Yep. It it gets to you like that. So um, yeah, big fan, really enjoy it. Take a look at my notes here. The other thing, let's see here. Let's talk, uh, let's talk stretchers. Let me get that out of the way. The stretchers, which is a game from Tarsier games, uh, Nintendo published. So they went out there and they bought themselves an indie game, which mm, I, which is cool. Yes. Tarsier does um, Little Nightmares. And you've you heard um, yeah. Kevin talk about this on PSVG this week. I bought this game, played it last night. It's incredibly adorably dumb and all the best ways. Uh, it's super funny. Uh, if you don't know anything about this game, it's very much in the vein of an overcooked type mm-hmm. experience. Um, you and your partner... You, you have one thing I don't like about it is you have to play. If you play co op, local co op, you have to play with Joy Cons. You can't play with Pro Controllers or anything else. You mm-hmm. have to split the Joy Cons. It's mandated. So you have to play the Joy Cons sideways. Um, but each of you control one person in this little world, and you both have a stretcher, and you pull the stretcher out, and you have to go and collect these people that are dizzy because there's a guy running around called Dr. Brain who's putting everybody under dizzy spells. And oh. you have to go collect them put them in the thing, put them in the ambulance and then drive the ambulance to the hospital. And there's like a time limit. The thing that makes the game fun beyond its wacky physics. Cause that's, I mean, really it's like a ragdoll collection game. Right. Outside of that, there are all these little bonuses, secrets that you can get extra points. And there's like mm. a, uh, you get graded and you gain points for each level or each mission you do. So like we found a safe and we threw the safe in the ambulance. And we got p- points for that. And you find all these different nice. objects and you can throw yeah. them. You can combine them, um, do things like that. The very funniest thing, which is on our Twitter at Shack Life, is we were trying to put somebody on the stretcher. This, yeah. Melissa is not good at this. So she puts like just their head on the stretcher. So I'm like, oh, you did it wrong. So I tried to put the stretcher down, but I accidentally put the stretcher on top of the person. So then I got to go drag the person out from the stretcher, but I didn't realize that I was still keyed to the stretcher. So my character, for whatever reason, and I can't replicate it, just picked the thing up like Hulk and catapulted the other person into the ocean. No! Um, which was... Oh, my gosh! Hysterical. And <gasps> then when you get in the ambulance, which is probably the most fun in the game, because it's like this crazy taxi, you know, it's mm-hmm. like like a little ambulance. It's kind of like the world kind of looks like a Fortnite world. And you can just yeah. drive over everything. You can go through fences and jump off. There's ramps and you can like flip your truck and there's no damage or anything like that. So you just go nuts. You're supposed to get over off to the right side of the road. I mean, these guys can come over and do whatever they want. 
Um, it's $20. Uh, I have read in reviews that can be beaten in a couple of hours. But it's not one of those games where it's about beating it. The game is right. about... Just playing it with people. Oh, and I I, and <laughs> I did take the controller away from Melissa. Because um, we did the little training intro. And you have one button to, to pick up things. You have another button to, like, crouch. You can sing. If you hold a trigger, your person just goes, ah! like, nonstop. But <laughs> you get into the thing where I'm like, all right, I put the personal stretcher, pick it up. So she kneels down. I'm like, stop kneeling down, pick it up. And then she picks it up and then she puts it down. So the person falls off a stretcher. And it's just that where I'm going nuts. I'm like, well, you just do what you're supposed to do. <laughs> but you it's not- really are under stress. If you took the controller away from her, Brian I was like, I was like, better. Jack, Jack, come play this game with me. Because um, it's like me and your mom are going to get divorced if she doesn't start pressing the correct <laughs> button. Because it's so simple. It's three button game. And you're pressing the wrong one. Um, it took her a while. It took her an extended period to get used to it. Um, but outside of that, it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. I had I had like four or 15 coins. So I, I, I was in it for like 15 bucks, which I think is better That's than 20, bad. obviously. But uh, yeah, it's fun. It's cute. It's interesting. And I, I like what it is. I would say it's a great co-op game if it wasn't for Luigi's Mansion 3, which I just completed this weekend. So yeah! I started talking about this with Bill. And at the time, I had just beat the chef. And my right. opinion, and I, and so this is the point I really want to make. And I'm going to pull up my notes here because I wrote some things down when I was thinking about what things I wanted to say. Because every time we podcast, I feel like we'll get, I'll get on a, on a rant. And then after you the podcast is over, I'll say, be like, yeah. I had seven other things I wanted to say. So I'm trying to make it a note to like write down some of my thoughts. If you play this game up until the chef and you stop because it's not doing it for you, I would understand that because if you play it up until the chef, which is like, I don't know, three hours into the game, something like that. Not long at all. It very much is Luigi's Mansion. It's Luigi's Mansion you know. It's Luigi's Mansion you expect. It's not any worse. It's not any better. It is exactly what you expected the game to be. And to be quite frank, that's what I thought this game was when I when I bought Luigi's Mansion, leading up to Luigi's Mansion, everything I saw for Luigi's Mansion, I looked at it and saw Luigi's Mansion, the game that I played 15 years ago, the game that I played three years ago. It's the exact same thing. I know this game. It's not that at all. (laughs) No, it's not. This game is freaking amazing. Um, I can't believe it. I I was finishing the end. I was seriously, and it might just be spur of the moment because I was in the moment, but I was like, is this the best game I've played on Switch this year? I cannot believe it. This is Luigi's Mansion. This is a filler title, which is what I said last week. I, I was like, it's like a Kirby. This isn't so not like that at all. I know. As you progress into the game and you get onto different floors that have drastically different aesthetics. Well, let, let me let me ask you really quick. What's your favorite floor? Oh, the movie one. Yes! Absolutely, absolutely the movie one. It's bar none the best floor in the game. But even before I got there, so what comes before that? I enjoyed the gardening level. Yes, the, and the, the castle level. It yeah. was it was actually it was when I got to the well, no, it was Castle Macfrights is pretty cute. Yep. I like that one a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I got there, I was like, wait a minute, what is this game? And then I keep going, and then I keep going, and then I keep going. I'm like <laughs> What is this game? This game has more charm and wit put into it than any Mario game they've oh, made. The ending cutscene, just 
based on sheer cuteness, had me tearing up. I wasn't crying, but I mean, it's very, very rewarding. Yeah. And I understand. So here, so here are some of the notes I wrote down. I understand that this game is not going to be for everybody. There are people that when they see a Mario thing, which is, that's what Luigi is. He still is Mario, yeah. even though he's his own character. They want to run and jump, right? They, they want to do things. This is a puzzle game. You're not going to be able to do that. Like, it's just not a thing. You can't do that. But if you can get over that, if you can, like, get yourself into a mindset where you're willing to to find the puzzles, this game has some of the best puzzle making I've seen in a game in quite some time. And I wrote this down. Here's my, my number one thought about Luigi's Mansion 3. And I thought about this extensively. Luigi's Mansion 3 might be the, my favorite best co-op game I've ever played. I see. I, I haven't played a co-op, so that's high praise. It's perfect co-op. Like I actually think the game is meant to be played with a friend. I, I think, agree. Yeah, I agree. Like there the were, whole Gooigi there... and everything. Mm-hmm. That's why it's there. Looking back, I wish I'd done Helen Gravely's fight with Brian. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's so good. I really, really enjoyed it. I'm so surprised by it. I can't believe I'm saying it. I'm not saying it just because we're on a Nintendo podcast. I think most of our listeners would know that I'm not the type of person that would say that. This yeah. game has caught me so off guard and yeah. it was so special that even though I've beaten it, um, I did not collect all the things. I don't play like you. I will go back and try to collect them all. Um, nice. I do good. think I will. The multiplayer, which I did talk about, is good. So there's no like, I bought it digitally anyway, but there'd be no trading this game in for me. This is a game that if you don't have it, you need to make a point to get it. You don't need to rush out and get it. Play it whenever you want, but this is a must-have for Switch owners. You have to have this game. You have to play it. I'm so excited for Kevin to play it because I think Kevin's going to love this game, and I don't think he even realizes how much he's going to love it. And, to, yeah. and I'm afraid that I'm overhyping it, but I believe in this game so much that I don't even think I am. Um, God, it's so just much because, better. Just because you like it, now Kevin's going to be completely turned off. So I think he's going to go into it like that, and then the game will win him over. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I still believe I in the game is so good that it'll win them over. I Yes. Oh, man. What a great game. So I was trying to think, like, what are my favorite co-op games? What are the best co-op games? And I was thinking, like, Little Big Planet was really good. Um, like, Snipper Over- Clips is great. Overcooked is Overcooked really good. Is good. None of them have. You know what this game is? You know what Luigi's Mansion 3 is? It's like the world's best Lego game ever. So if you've ever played a Lego game, they have sure. all these like collectathons and these little different. worlds and puzzles, but all the puzzles are very samey and mm-hmm. they never get more complex and all the jokes are very samey and all the world is really samey. It's a Lego game with Nintendo polish on it. It's like Nintendo was like, you see that game they did? We can do that better. And mm-hmm. all the power ups that you get and like the slam and the freaking chainsaw and all this different stuff that you the get to chainsaw. do. I chainsawed everything. <laughs> that one room where you first get it i said oh my god and then i accidentally went into the bed i was like ah i'm like wait it breaks i broke everything i sheared every blade of grass the music the looks the visuals that movie level all of the the easter eggs on the wall by the way the the strikers portrait Mm -hmm. and yoshi portrait i mean I never thought that Nintendo would make me feel so like such high praise for a Luigi's Mansion game. Again, I, when you when we were talking about E3, when we talked about before E3, I was like, it's Kirby, it's Yoshi's Crafted World, it's you know one of those games they're just gonna put out, it's gonna get us to the next game. This isn't that. And mm-hmm. to be quite honest with you, I know Animal Crossing needed more time. I've seen it; it needs more time. There's a part of me that wants to say that there's a reason why they pushed Animal Crossing back is because they knew. 
that they'd hit with Luigi's Mansion. And if you just play it, and he, and I hate, I don't want to say it, because I know everybody hates to say it, like, you've got to give it time. Yeah. You've got to get to the fifth floor. Yeah. It's not that far. It's a quarter well, of the game. Well, you start on the fifth floor, but well, yeah, it's I'm sorry, definitely, it's once, you get, once you get past the stereotypical spooky stuff. Yes. Pat, once you get to the castle floor, then it really rubs up. There's an Egypt level. There's a garden level. Like, it has oh, all God. this different aesthetics and all this. Donnie, the- I loved I loved seeing Egypt and ancient Egyptian stuff, and I was so ready for that level. And then the snakes were so prominent. And I I about lost my mind. Like, there were times where I couldn't even, like, go into the next room. It was the one where the, the sand's, like, uh, the ceiling's coming down and the sand's going up, and you've got to get yep. rid of all the things and everything. And I, I just... The snakes are coming out of you outside of, and I mean, they bite Luigi on the nose and every, and every time I did something in that level, that, that's just me and my fear. But I just, it, it got to the point that I was like, Brian, I might teach you how to do the mechanics of this just so you can beat this level. For See, me. You can, you can play it solo and it's, it's fine. I'm, I don't want to warn anybody off. You can play it solo just fine. But I think all of the puzzles you're talking about, especially the boss fights, they're better when you play with a partner. Because I played... See, that's... Yeah, that, that's just... I would like to play it again with somebody. Yep. I played half of this game with Jack. And mm-hmm. I was committed to beating it, but he wanted to go to bed early and he he got his new Switch. He started playing other things. So I was like, I'm just going to play it. And he was like, that's fine. And Caroline, I started playing at like four... I want to say it's like Saturday, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I hadn't stopped until almost one. And I was like, beat the game. I just kept playing. And I played all. I was like, I'm beating this game tonight. I don't care how long it takes me. I'm sitting here and play it. The only downside that I'll say, and this is very much nitpicky. I did not like going back to the boiler room. I liked the idea that every floor was a different thing. I didn't want to go back. I didn't like the backtracking because it feels so samey. And it feels that made it feel so like padding. You know? mm. And it's already like. Um, I want to say it's it's not it's not like a long game, right? But I played this game for like 15, 20 so hours. Well, I think it's about a thirty hour game. If, if thirty to forty, if you're collecting if you're everything, sure. Not like I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so I could have lived without that piece, and some of the some of the the backtracking in terms of going back and forth with the cat and all that, like that. That was that was my favorite. And at oh, the wow. same time, at the same time, was so difficult for me to fight a cat because you're tearing its tails off. You're tearing its tails off. And Brian's like, no, you're not. No, you're not. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And then he's like, oh, wait, the tails are coming off. Oh, no, poor kitty. I wish that the kitty, well, spoilers, uh, I won't say, but I mean, like, I kind of wanted kitty to join Luigi and Polterpup on their adventures, you know? Yeah. No, you and I, I could have lived with less Gooigi, more Polterpup. I, I was thinking that during the game. I was like, man, if I could play as Polterpup, that would have been fantastic. That would have been really good. So anyway, I've been trying, I've been reserving any like game of the year rankings or anything like that, but I can't help but like playing this game when I finish it, when I rolled credits and I had the last scene, my mm-hmm. immediate thought was, this is probably the best Switch game I've played this year. And more so than Astral Chain and Fire Emblem, and all the indies. So here in a couple months, whenever we start talking about our favorite games of the year, unless it just sours on me, like, you know, sometimes you get a, a few weeks away from a game, sure, you have different sure. thoughts about it, but I didn't feel that way. Like Astro Chain, I really loved, and I definitely was like, this is one of the best Switch games I've ever played um, or played this year. But it was also like, this is one of the best Switch games I've played this year, but it's not 
one of the best Switch games I've ever played. You know, right, I wasn't right. thinking like that. I was Luigi's Mansion is like uh, I love Luigi's Mansion. Like it's so much better than Odyssey. <laughs> oh, I would agree. I like it's it better so than good. Odyssey too. Um, but again, if you're not into puzzle games, you you know, like you're just not gonna like it if you're not into yeah. puzzle. And I don't think a lot of game. I think that's like a niche. I don't think a lot mm-hmm. of people are into puzzles. But the action with the ghosts and stuff, I think, make it. This is the most approachable Luigi's Mansion game. This is by far, in my opinion, the best Luigi's Mansion game. I agree. Um, and if you like that Nintendo, I don't know, I, I want to charm, I guess is the only word. Just that Nintendo magic, that Disney-like thing that Nintendo can do. Yeah, it was very well done. Th- this game has all of it. It has every bit of it, the, more than any Nintendo game you've ever had. This game has all of it. The freaking T-Rex. I mean, <laughs> like we're losing. Yeah, there's a T-Rex. Spoilers. T-Rex is in there. Oh, it's fantastic. It was really, really, really good. So, Caroline, sorry to... No, no, no. It's fine. Uh, I mean, I was just going to come to the plate and talk about how much I enjoyed it. Um, I felt bad having the weekend I had with it directly after the shack that we recorded. Yeah, I know. I Well, I mean, now I'm here and we can both gash on it or gab on it. Um, so, I, uh, I love the game. There are probably some mechanics that having played through the original Luigi's Mansion, I... I enjoyed there's something about me that misses the twirling the stick around in order to decrease the ghost health. Okay. And I know that the new mechanic is just pull in the direction that they're going opposite and then you do the slam and everything. So I was having to make a conscious effort of all right, I need to dwindle their health down and then Can I interrupt you. Do Did slam. you at yeah. any point change your controls at all? No. So this game got infinitely better after I saw a game explained video showing how to do different control schemes. So, because this actually, uh, I don't want to turn it into a controller talk, but I got the new Xbox Elite controller. Mm -hmm. And I've been trying to like teach myself how to do the paddles. And I'll talk about that on another show some other time. Luigi's Mansion is the game where I was like, I wish I had paddles because I could use extra, like extra inputs while I'm moving my sticks. So, and I believe this is by default because I definitely changed it, but maybe I changed it the first time and didn't realize it. I set my left stick to point instead of like just. I can see that, yeah, where you're trying to aim your plunger. So and, you can and lock on. Yes, yeah, so you can you can do your vacuum and move with the left stick without using the right stick. That was important right? to me because with the right stick, I kept finding myself walking in circles, like me and Bill talked about last week. Like yep. trying to do both sticks and something else was too much. Also, all of the actions that you do on the D pads can all be done on triggers, and Correct. once I found that out. I didn't touch the face pads. Like, so I just played completely left stick and triggers. So you can uh, push with uh, the left trigger. You vacuum with the right trigger. If you do both, you do the jump. And yep. you can do the paranormal stuff if you hold both of the bumpers. And mm-hmm. then you've got, what is it, the, the flashlight with the other one. And uh, once I got that, I was done. Like That's the way to play it. So if you haven't played it yet, um, I would tell you to experiment with that. Go watch the Game Explain video. Take a look at your settings. I greatly preferred turning the le- letting the left stick because here's the thing if you don't do it if you if you set it by default when you go to vacuum you can only move the vacuum around either by motion controls up and down or by moving the right stick to like actually aim if you will mm-hmm. so moving the left stick let me move and aim at like basically at the same time so that that really helped me out uh what else was i going to talk about oh sorry you know Luigi's Mansion is is sort of uh it's meant to be a spooky game. 
it's meant to be sort of, you know, creepy, but not, you know, you can't play it Resident Evil game that will give you nightmares like me. But this one really <laughs> tapped into a lot of my fears and disgusts and there were jump scares there were quite a few jump scares that i experienced whenever you would uh vacuum something and uh, one of the one of the piranhas would just randomly come out and you're like oh my god it's a fish okay it's a fish it's a fish uh the worst one this one was captured on stream it was the day it came out we were in the chef and we were about to do the chef thing or actually i just finished the chef and you go into the fridge or the freezer and (laughs) you pull this i thought it was a light bulb and i mean it looks like a regular light bulb and everything but then uh lo and behold what you pulled was the little dangling thing on an anglerfish and the terrifying gaping open mouth is just like at the back of the freezer and everybody's like, it's okay. It's okay. It's dead. And I'm like, you don't understand it. I don't do the fish. Uh, I already talked about the snakes and I'm not even a big fan of, like, I don't freak out about spiders like some people do, but even this spider, the, jump, the spider with the movie was, uh, well, all the spiders that like when you walked in the set and they all started coming down, you know, mm-hmm. that was good. Was lots of them. That movie. Oh yeah. man. The movie set was the so movie- good. The movie thing was, if Brian had not been in the room, I would not have figured it out because I'm in the spooky air because I knew I had to get water to water the plant and then to get the torch to light the fire. I, I figured it out. And I was like, I was like, I don't understand with this well thing. And Brian's like, she's not trying to spook you. Look at her hands. They're like holding out. Do you have like a, a bucket for the well? And I was like, there's a bucket in the main room. And and from then and then from then on and he was he was just like watching while I was doing it. He's like, this is pretty cool. Those this little sections cool. with the recording, like I instantly took a video. I was like, this is so cool. Like I it, it, innovative as hell. And, I never and expected even, to have that feeling with this game at all. Just even the boss fight with the Godzilla nod was mm-hmm. unbelievable. Oh, how good was that? Was You're so knocking good. down all the buildings, and Luigi's so big, and, and he starts stomping. Yep. Doom, yep. doom. Oh man, and it's so good. To the point that I believe the director's name was Monty. Brian's Morty. like, well, Morty. That's yeah. right, Morty. Uh, he he goes off into his room. He's, he's like, crying. I've got to edit the film. I've got to edit the film. And Brian's like, Oh, that's so good that he's like, you know, he's not an actual bad guy. And then you go in there and you're supposed to capture him. And I was like, did I you? felt so bad. Did you yes. capture him? Yes, I didn't. So you don't have to, but in order to get the achievement to capture the director ghost, you do. But did you, did you see the movie he made? No. So if you don't capture him, you go back to him and he finishes his movie. <gasps> I feel even worse. Carol guilt continues. <sighs> I saw that on Twitter, so I had, I had tipped off before I... All right, so spoil me. I want to know. No, no, absolutely not. After I just all the go crap watch you it? give me. All right, all right. I'll just go watch. Um, but yes, I 100% of the game and uh, all of the gym collecting was phenomenally fun. Uh Obviously, it was pulling from Luigi's Mansion 2 stuff, but every floor had six gems. It wasn't just, you know, per yeah. mansion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was aware of what to look for. I have I have not played, like, even the Luigi's Mansion remake. I didn't play a ton of it. But Dark Moon, I was sitting there thinking, like, and maybe, maybe I'm just not remembering Luigi's Mansion well. 
I never experienced like in in Luigi in the other Luigi's Mansion games in terms of an aesthetic change, like a whole new world, right? Mm. Do we have a whole lot of that? Like in Dark Moon, don't you go to like you go to like a mountain, like a snowy area? There's five. I think there's five different mansions that you go between. Yeah, but they're all like samey. Right. They're all spooky mansion. But I remember, mm-hmm. I, I want to say it's Dark Moon. And like I said, maybe I just have, because I remember it's on 3DS, but maybe I, I'm, I'm confused with Remake. But one of them, you go to like outside and it's like snowing and stuff. I, I remember that. Oh, yeah. No, that's Dark Moon. Okay. Yeah. So that's in one of the games. But that's like the only thing that comes close to what this is doing. And it doesn't come close. Right. Right. Like this right. is so, this is like I mean, worlds. It's Mario worlds. It's like Super yeah. Mario 3. You go from world to world to world to world and they're all drastically different. And not only are they drastically different, they're super dense. There are mm-hmm. hidden clues and things at every corner and every yep. room all the way through. And if you really take your time and go through it all, it's just very, very rewarding to uncover it all. Indeed. Super fun. So good. Indeed. Looks so good. I don't have much else to say about Luigi's Mansion. I agree. If you own a Switch, you need to own the game and you it's need must to play. play it. Yeah, it's a must yep. play. It, it now rockets up it. Whereas before it was like, ah, wait for it to go on sale. Get it. Like, absolutely not. Yeah. This is a game you've got to have. Yeah. Word. Uh, other than that, you know, it's been a couple of weeks. Brian, the man, Underwood, the beat boy. Fire Emblem Three Houses on maddening mode, all paralogs, all story, no deaths. I'm not doing that. He is like, and he, and then he's like, he was really excited when he did it. You know, I, I didn't blame him. He, he freaking killed it. He slayed it. And he goes, I want to start my next playthrough. And I was like, oh my God, what are you going to do Better now? Better get one of those lights. Yeah. So he is playing the golden deer route. No. You know, here's the thing. If you had a light, if they made a fire emblem light, you'd have one. I'd have oh, one for too. sure. I'd have one yep. too. Yep. Yep. Um, I may be buying one sooner than later because we're going to be going out of the country soon. There's some really good deals if you have, haven't been paying attention. Um, I've seen brand new lights, like the yellow ones and stuff. Um, new egg and certain discount codes because, you know, mm-hmm. they put up codes site-wide. But they don't realize. I've seen Switch mm-hmm. lights. You can get them $170, Ooh. $20, $30 off each. Like, wow. I was like, I almost bought one just to, I was like, I saw one deal and it was shut down quick. So you had to be in for like an hour because, you know, I have all these deal alerts set up. Sure, sure. Somebody emailed this deal on eBay where if you apply a coupon code, you got a brand new switch light for $149.99. And I kid you not, like I added it to my cart and I didn't even know why. I was like, I, it's just, it's so Why didn't it's you so tell cheap. me? Why didn't you tell me? I was me? like I in the middle of the night. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Anyway, yeah, that um, that may be coming sooner than later because uh, I'm going to need some. I hopefully we'll be sleeping on the plane ride, but we'll sure. see. Yeah, yeah, yeah you definitely um, need to get one by then. Other than that, I've been playing World of Warcraft, which is not Nintendo, but it is a nice time sink. In non-Nintendo news, did you see the Xbox uh, in exile hired the World of Warcraft? Yes. Yeah. Uh, that was a big move. I was like, hey, look at there. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into the news because we've got a lot to get into. So our first one is Pokemon Review Embargo is up tomorrow morning. So if you're listening to this, we're recording this on uh, Tuesday night. So Wednesday, we'll have Pokemon news and all the reviews will come out. Are you expecting them to be glowing, Caroline? I'm tired of hearing everybody complain. See, that's the thing is I feel like reviewers are going to take that into account when they review the game. And they're going to make a note to like dock the game because of that stuff. Yep. I'm I'm just, I post about it on Twitter today. I'm so sick of it. You know, I understand people have gripes about it. But the extent that the fandom has gone to to 
ruin people's lives over a video game is just abhorrent. No. And um, I want no part in it. And that's why I've kept my mouth shut. But I felt like I needed to say my piece, uh, you know, publicly just to be like, you guys are our tools <laughs> for doing this crap. So. Kyle writes in, who will be Donnie's and Caroline's starter Pokemon for Pokemon Sword Shield? I have spoiled all of them. So after deliberation and review of all of the evolution or evolution, excuse me, I wish there were evolution. So spoiler. What? Come over. Come on over. I was originally there. And then I Mm. thought that Sobble needed a baby mama. Um, Yes, I am going to be going with score bunny team score bunny. I'll be doing the same. Um, this but, is the third generation in a row that I've chosen Firestarter. To be honest with you, I don't think I'm going to keep them that long. I'm only going to have I'm not either. until I current I'm not either because there is an amazing Fire Slash I won't spoil the other tight that I must get on my team. Is that the Fox? No. That's I a got, dark type. I got to have the Fox too. I do too. So no He's Cubone, in my But yeah, the moment I can the moment I can swap it out for anything that I think is better, um I will. And like I have no and, allegiance to Score Bunny. Apparently, I don't like its you, final evolution either. It's like it's okay, but I don't like. I don't like. Oh no! It. None of the final evolutions blow me away. I like Grookey's. I, mean, I like Grookey's final evolution. I don't like his second. I don't like second stage though. I think second not, stage is awful. It's, I just none of them scream. Oh my god! To me, like sobbles is downright. I know Kyle likes it. I'm just like oof. <laughs> no it thing. is. Uh, going to have some fan art. I will say that much. Just give me Pikachu and I'll be just fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's, so, what's your Poke plans this week? Our Poke plans this week. I'm picking up both games and all of the Amiibo that are coming out for Smash on Friday. Nice. And uh, I'm going to be streaming Shield all day of Friday. I did see that my local Best Buy is doing a midnight launch. <gasps> and considering how I am normally up around midnight, I'll probably swing over and get the game just so I don't have to stop on my way home. I won't stay up and play it. Um, I will be at work Friday, so maybe I can play a little on my lunch break, maybe. But I intend, it's Jack's birthday, like, this weekend, so I got to do his party mm. and all that, so I can't. And his f- last football game, so I'm somewhat rather busy, uh. but I'll be playing as much as I can. But I guarantee you by Shack time next week, Caroline will have 40 hours in, and I'll be on hour eight. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Um, and if anybody is playing Sword, please holler at me, because everybody I know is playing Shield. Yep. And I need people I to trade with me. Well, you have Jack. Just tell me what you want. I'm buying the second game, He'll too. It's just I'd rather get everything as fast as I can. Um, yeah. I need to see if my best buy is doing it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely check it out. And if you didn't know, listeners, definitely check it out. Fire Emblem Three Houses DLC Wave 3 dropped with update 1.1. 1. 1. Um, <laughs> your number of save files have increased from 5 to 25. You have new quests, <laughs> new outfits, and a new sauna activity. I knew sauna was going to be DLC. Um, I think that it, origi- it was supposed to be originally in the game, but they, they yeah, cut it. That's what it looks it like. What finished. is with the outfits they're wearing in the sauna? Why do they look like they, they're in burlap sacks? Like, that's not how people... I've never seen anybody in a sauna like that. They're wrapped in... Why do they have towels kind of, on? It's more like a, a like an older medieval oh, style of doing good. stuff. Well, trust right? me, in older medieval times, they didn't go in a sauna looking like that. Uh, I need to show you the lewds that have already been drawn. A violet and said thing. Brian is very much a fan. You can also pet the dog now. There are more animal interactions. At least you can do different uh, stuff with them. You can you can feed the kitties. Yep. It's great. They give you lots of good stuff too. 
You can recruit Anna by completing a special request, which I don't know what it is. I haven't looked. As into of that chapter yet. three, you can. Okay, then you have maid and butler battalions, and or I mean, maid and butler. You can change the maid and butler outfits too. But yes, here's the cool thing though: um, April thirtieth, at least by then, and it's not the actual date, but on the website, April thirtieth, you have new story content with additional playable characters, locations. So you're going to get new stuff, like actual expansions, somewhat of the game, the DLC, right? Like that's what we're expecting mm. that wave to be the DLC we're hoping for. Yeah. If you have the expansion pass. Now, I just so happen to have an expansion pass that I'm going to give away. Here's how you can get a chance to win the game. For just the expansion pass, just the DLC. You ask a question to the show next week. I'll take it anyway on Discord or on Twitter or anything between now and next week's episode. And I'll put your name in that. Or you leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a five-star review on iTunes or you ask a question of the show. I'll put your name in the hat and we will give that expansion pass away next week. Um, and one of those deal alerts, Wario put out that Walmart was selling and it was on the website as both the yeah. copy of the game and the expansion and pass the for $24. Yep. So I bought it. I was like, I'll buy it and I'll trade in my physical copy and just convert to digital. And then it was just the expansion pass and then Walmart gave me my money back and then they just let us keep the code. Yep. So I've got a free code. I will give it away to anybody that asks us a question or leaves us a review over on iTunes feed. And uh, Caroline, by the way, I had mentioned this to Sean Capri today. I'm very proud and excited about our Shack feed. This is the first month that any of the solo feeds, like per show, not the whole thing, have done like as well or had as much traffic as the master feed. Really? This, this, this month is the first month in like what I don't know how long we've been doing this now. Um, where well, we have almost two years. More well, people I don't know, have listened feed, but... to the Shack feed than Shack on the Master feed is the better way of putting that. Yay! Not that there's anything wrong with listening to Master feed. I no, no, no. still listen to the Master feed. I am one of those yeah. people. Yeah. But um, I used to give Sean all kinds of crap and I'd tease him about it because he always wanted us to have our solo feeds. And I'd be like, hey, more people listen to Master. That's not true anymore. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh pretty cool stuff so thank you to everybody that's listening we we see you we appreciate it and uh hope you hope you get into this uh, into this giveaway and uh keep spreading the word keep listening we appreciate it <sighs> Caroline, i don't even i don't even want to touch this one tencent wants to make games with nintendo ip and they want to learn how to make games from nintendo no it's not gonna happen so why is this all right so why is this a bad thing because Tencent, everything Tencent touches is just like doomed to fail. Okay, but so don't they have like Riot though? They bought they bought Riot. They own Riot Games and now. That's and that's like League, what, League of Legends. So toxic, yes. But I thought it was like also so super popular and like makes money hand over fist. Yeah, it does. Oh, okay. but you know what? It was also that Arena Valor game that was that was a MOBA that I played just like League that just super toxic. And I mean. They know they're people complain about loot crates and stuff and loot boxes, but these guys are like, I'm going to sell everything to everybody under the sun. And like, I mean, they know what makes the money because people will buy it. I feel like that's um, going to, that, that might attract Nintendo's interest. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's stupid things. Like it used to just be, you, you bought skins for league and now you can buy different colors of different skins and it, it's just it's turned into a complete cash grab uh now i just in general tencent is you know just they own like a 
I don't know how much they own of Blizzard, but apparently they are the reason that people were complaining that um, Blizzard shut down the player that spoke out against China. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff. And Tencent is just it's. I didn't know like, that they were like the the thing. I know that they do a lot of like they do all of like the China distribution, right? Yes. So yes. that would make sense. Um, I, I mean, mean obviously. Like the- gaming company in the world right now of i believe course. yeah so obviously I, i'm not as well versed on this i don't know i don't know like i know that no nobody likes it so yeah. i'll side with everybody else but i don't know like, i don't know all the reasons why nor do i really want to know i don't really care mm-hmm. uh five night at freddy's is dropping on nintendo switch five night at freddy's one two three and four for that matter are dropping november 29th we've had a couple questions here Kaiju wants to know how do you think Friday Night at Fridays or Friday Night at Freddy's will do on the Switch? Personally, I've bought them all already and will most likely buy all of them again. It'll be popular on the Switch because it's popular with kids for whatever reason. And I don't do horror and I don't do these jump scare games with these weird creature characters that have some sort of lore and background of what child died in what year and all that nonsense that Matt Pat on Game Theory talks about. I'm just going to leave it at that. So Five Nights at Freddy's is a huge blind spot for me. I've never played it ever. I don't you know. would like it because it's horror. I've never, would like I've it. never watched it, but I think I understand the gist of it. Like it's kind of like um, Star Fox guard, right? Like you're a person, you watch all the cameras. Stay alive. Like sentient toys or something on the cameras. Yeah. They're something trying like to that. kill you. It's like Slenderman kind of. It's like the Chuck E. Cheese, the Chuck E. Cheese yeah, band yeah, yeah, yeah. characters. I right? might play it. I mean, I've to be honest with you, I, I've, I either... For whatever reason, like Fortnite, it just took off with children. And like, I know 10-year-olds that are obsessed with Five Nights at Freddy's, and I'm like, what in the world are you doing being allowed to play this game? <laughs> My knowledge of this is I remember when we started PSVT, like that first year, this was like, a, I feel like a bigger deal than it is now. Like that was like, it's, I don't know if it's Rise or it's like coming you know yeah. aware but kevin used to talk about it and uh, i'm so I just cynical never... i just things that are popular I'm it was like, always a pc God. game and that was another thing like i'm not gonna i have a gaming pc and i don't play games on it so you know that was a thing so maybe it's coming to switch maybe i don't know i'll look at reviews i might try one if it goes on sale i'm not gonna pre-order one but i might give it a try grouchy wants to know if nintendo let the developers at <laughs> five nights at freddy's do a game with Nintendo licensing like they did for Cadence of Hyrule. What franchise would you like to see them use and why? I'd quit video games for a while. It's just, no. it's, just, it's just not my cup of tea, man. I just like... I mean, I don't think any of Nintendo's franchises fit that game. But I mean, nope. I'm thinking of the mechanic, right? It was like Star Fox Guard, right? Like, I'm right with that. I never play Guard. I own this thing. So, like, in Guard, you manage all these different video cameras. And you had to, like, it was like a tower defense game that you did, like, through different cameras. Mm -hmm. So, I always got the idea that it was, like, similar. You know, not obviously not the same, but similar. The whole thing is that there's a power mechanic, and you've only got so much power before the end of the night. And you, every time you use your camera or something it uses up the power and you have mm. to use, it's like also like a management of your power. Yeah. That's too. a lot of the scary games have gone that way. Like ever since outlast, which I loved outlast outlast when it came on PlayStation four, I got it launch day with my PlayStation four. I played it the first day I got it. So I'll never forget it. I thought it was great at the time. The problem with that, and it's, this is definitely not outlast fault. 
it's honestly, it's just, this is a part of success is they hit with it. And now everybody does that. Everything is a, a game or all those spooky games are all jump scare games where you have a video camera, <laughs> like Outlast, yeah. Layers of Fear, Blair Witch. And it's like, I'm so over that by now. <laughs> it's like, I did it. I did it. I got it. I did it. They did the sequels. We're good with that. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, no Nintendo Switch price cut is on the way. Furuka was asked about lowering the price of the Nintendo Switch over the coming months and years, and he responded, quote, We want to maintain the value of our products and sell them at their current price points for as long as possible, so we have no plans to reduce the price at this time, end quote. So a lot of Nintendo fans, if you're following Twitter and the best, uh, the Black Friday deals, may have noticed that Nintendo's Black Friday Switch deal is a Nintendo Switch pack-in with Mario Kart, the exact same one they did last year. So it's the old model Switch and yeah, everything. It's the old model. Yeah. So that's not at the same price. Not good. You know, I don't. It doesn't bother me. Like they, they know that they can sell it for that amount. They I was really say, do. But before you say it doesn't bother me, let's get Don's question here. How do you guys feel about Nintendo titles rarely going on sale? And we'll lop the system in there with that. Now that my Gamers Club Unlocked is uh, <laughs> null and void forever, <laughs> uh, it kind of sucks. But I have been looking to see, like, basically Black Friday is the only time that I can get these titles now without, like, feeling okay about doing it. So... Uh, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze I still need to get Kirby Star Allies those things that I've seen uh, there's some games that are being marked down to $19.99 and some mm-hmm. of them are $39.99 as opposed to the $59.99 price points um, it it bothers me to an extent because you know everybody else gosh everything goes $20 off after you know the first six months I feel like that's just the going trend nowadays yep it's, exact, um, it's a race to the bottom. So mm-hmm. my, my response to Donza would be Nintendo is protecting its own value. And I know I agree for on that. fans that they don't want to hear that because like if you look at PlayStation 4 deals right now on Black Friday, you can get like all of their best amazing games for $10 yeah, a piece. $10. Uncharted, Spider-Man, Last of Us, like it's all $10. Horizon, yep. it's all $10. Persona. And that's awesome for us as customers. I get it. Like it is awesome. It's definitely not a bad thing. But Nintendo's value isn't like their ecosystem. They're not selling it's, you a subscription and a live service and a console. And like, that's not what they sell you. They sell you the yeah. IP. Their value mm-hmm. is their game. You know, yes. so whereas if you're of a, like, um, I mean, it's not one, one to one, but they're different, right? So if PlayStation sells you a console, they're banking that they can sell you PlayStation plus or PlayStation now, and that you'll get, you know, a few other things like that's what they're doing. Nintendo sells you a console because of the game. Right. That's why you buy the console. And then they that's been their business model forever. Like that is how they it's different. Yeah. It's it's similar, but it's different. They expect you to buy whatever hardware they make because their game is so good. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, PlayStation expects you to buy the box because, you know, they make all these games. So it's it's different. Um but it's also like it is their power. Like that's their their one of the things that Customers can feel good about when they buy something with Nintendo's logo on the mark is that it'll hold value, that it, it has perceived value, that it, you know, is worth something because of their, because they don't do like the, the use sales, because they don't mark everything down, everything, their value holds. And mm-hmm. I think uh, it's one of those weird things because like I'm very much a deal hunter. So I'm not by the, I'm trying to say this without sounding like I'm defending them. I, I hunt deals like crazy. I want to save every nickel and dime Same. I can. Trust Same. me. I get you. Um, 
But there's also that when you walk into a store, right, and you see something for like an Xbox One S and it's like 160 with five games and an extra controller, and then you see that Nintendo Switch there and it's $300 and it has no game in it and you're like, well... Yeah, why wouldn't I buy the other one? Right, but so that's the cheaper one. But there's also like that. It's this is an, I don't know the term, but it's an economic term. There's like a perceived value that the higher I price see. one. I know what you're talking about. Is is better? <laughs> like obviously it's better because look, the price is higher. It doesn't have all these things. Where it kind of right. makes the other things look cheap. And mm-hmm. I think Nintendo is always kind of playing that way. It's like, look, you you sure. you pay a premium for Mario. You know, and yeah. if, you know, like we've got lesser things that you can dabble in. We've got. You know, um, we've got Nintendo Switch Online. We've got, you know, Super Mario 3. Like, you don't have to pay, but if you want to play Mario Odyssey, that's a premium game. And we expect you to pay a premium price. Breath of the Wild, Luigi's Man, like, they're all the same way. So they treat their games that way. And that's why you see, uh, you know, Starlink and Mario Rabbids and things like that. That's why they go Starlink is going to be, like, $7 is what I saw. Something like (laughs) $8.99. Something crazy. Yeah. So, well, do I wish they went on sale more often? Yes, I do. I really do. Um, especially like like Black Friday, um, birthday promotions, things like that. I wish they did mm-hmm. E3 sales. I wish they did more of that. I don't think they should do it all the time. And I don't. I think it would hurt Nintendo more than the other companies if it was a huge race to the bottom. You know what? Let me, let me rephrase what I was saying earlier because I don't want any PlayStation or Xbox fans to. Uh-oh. It's not that their games aren't as good or because in a lot of ways, PlayStation games sure, are sure, better. Sure, sure, sure. But Nintendo doesn't have the library that they have to sell. They don't have Call of Duty and Madden and Star Wars and the latest and greatest the gaming has to prop, mm-hmm. to, to prop up their system, right? So PlayStation, they'll sell you a box because they're expecting you're going to buy those other games. They're going to make money off of that. That's not really Nintendo's market and, and or never really has been since right, like right. the SNES. And even then, you know, it was a struggle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like Nintendo sells you Nintendo games. And if somebody else wants to put their game on there and make money, then so be it. But I think, uh, and I've said this for a long time, of all the companies, Nintendo is by far the most ready to go completely solo. No yes. third party. They could be their own streaming app. They are Disney. Like on the day of Disney Plus, that's what they do. They'd mm-hmm. be like, well, we'll just put up a streaming app and put all of the Nintendo games there and you will pay for it. Because they make some of the best games in the business. That's their yeah. thing. So um, that's the difference. They don't have that big third-party catalog to like kind of warrant. So like like PlayStation, sure. they want to get you into the ecosystem. We'll give you Uncharted. <laughs> you know, like let's get you in here, and you'll start buying other things. It's not necessarily the same, and numbers prove that. That's not a thing. I buy all the games, but numbers prove when you look at it. Fifteen million people bought Smash. Fifteen million people didn't buy Diablo. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Or Overwatch, for that matter. Like Overwatch it's a wasn't even charting. Prestige thing, you know. I mean, it's a, it's a. Over the years, this is who we've become, and it's kind of elitist. But at the same time, um, people know the name, and they, they, that I guess they don't want to sell themselves short. Seal of quality. Yeah. Okay, yes. let's get into our Shack questions direct from you. This one comes in from Sean Capri. Hey. With Christmas just six weeks away, when do you stop buying things for yourself so family and friends can get you something on your wish list? Um, I'm tempted to buy Astral Train or Dragon Quest Builders 2. Sean, Astral Chain. But with Black Friday and Christmas around the corner, I'm in a holding pattern. Sean. So 
I used Christmas as an opportunity to get games that I wouldn't necessarily want to buy for myself, games that I would like to try. So, for example, we just did our Christmas list this year, and I've got a bunch of stuff for the PSVG house party on it. But outside of that, I have things like Deadly Premonition and the Ring Fit Adventure Game. These are games that Ah. I I would like to try, but I don't want to pay $60 for them or whatever price somebody gets them for, right? So I will gladly put them on my wish list. And if somebody gets them for me, I would try it out and see if I like it. And maybe I love it. I also put the Resident Evil triple pack on there. I already have the Resident Evil games. But if I got a triple pack on Switch under the Christmas tree, I would totally be happy and I would play them. Um, So I never, if I want to play a game, I'm going to buy it because I want to play it. That's like a different thing for me. So I, I would just, it's very different than me. It's not about a money savings thing. It's just, if you want to play Astral Chain, which you should, you should go buy it. Right, you right. play it because it's great, Sean. It's one of the best Switch games of the year. I uh, I never stop because I hate getting gifts. I hate getting presents. I don't like birthdays and Christmas because I don't like people making a big deal about me. I like getting people gifts. That's fine. I just don't like receiving them. I don't feel like, you know, people need to spend their money and their time on me and all that stuff. Uh, that's just how I've always felt. And uh, I just... I don't know. I'm not going to stop. And everybody complains about me. They're, they're like, Caroline, just stop buying things so we can buy you something. And I'm like, I've got an Amazon wish list. It's full of plushies that I'll never buy otherwise. Why don't you go ahead and look at that? And it's a, it's all video game plush. So I <laughs> either that or it's video game books that I've been meaning to buy or, ooh, you know, ooh, hang on to that. That's a good answer for the next question. Okay. I do want to say, Sean, says I got my new camera, I have all kinds of stuff for the PSVG house party, which you still have an open invite to. <laughs> you come join us in Ohio, buddy. Cause we need somebody to help me with the green screen and lights and stuff. I don't know how to do any of that. <laughs> a tent, wink, wink, and nudge, nudge. I'm very excited by the way, about the house party. I can uh, tell. It's been so much time setting up the damn camera. Um, Turkey wrote in, what are some of, what are some game related Christmas gift ideas that aren't actual games? Which is, okay. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I adore video game books. Uh, right behind me, you can see you mean, like this art whole books. Shelf. No, not just that. Not just that. Uh, this whole thing, this whole shelf. So, you know, the Zelda, our Dark Horse makes a lot of good Zelda lore books, History of Hyrule or Hyrule Historia. Hyrule makes uh, a Hyrule, lot of Hyrule good video game everything. Yeah, they, I think they got a contract with Nintendo because they do a lot of Nintendo figures too. My last I love... of the statue is coming. Yeah. I'm, I'm so excited. Did, you, did I tell you I bought that, by the way? Yeah, you told me. It is one of 500. I, I didn't know that I know. when I bought it. Yeah. <laughs> they are, uh, yeah, I love limited things. I love limited things. Um, so, yeah, I, I am the girl to talk to about video game memorabilia yes. that is. Uh, not a game per se. I collect video game plush. I collect figures. I collect books. I collect music. Um, so yeah, I absolutely love books. There's actually this amazing book that's out uh, that I haven't been able to find at an actual bookstore, but it is on Amazon and it's about the psychology of Zelda. Wow. And it's I would by, like to see that. It's by a PA, I believe a, 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 you know, a psychiatric doctor has actually written it. Uh, it's on my serious? wish list. Yes, we need to have this yes. doctor come on check. Yes, it's by Anthony Bean. He's a doctor uh, with a PhD. It's called The Psychology of Zelda: Linking Our World to the Legend of Zelda series, and it's on my it's on my wow. list. I, I absolutely 
cannot wait to own it. Um, but I mean, there's there's great books like Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. Uh, mm-hmm. Coffee one. table, coffee table books that I, I collect a lot of coffee table books just about history and stuff. Bitmap books makes amazing uh, historical and chronological things of the NES, the Super Nintendo. They've done the Sega Master System recently. They just came out with a Metal Gear Slug book. Uh, and really go on Kickstarter because there's a lot of great like just historians want to do video game stuff and they do it through Kickstarter because it's not easy to get published. Definitely not. Nope. So uh, that's a uh, that's my two cents. I, and I can't do any better. I, I don't have a whole lot of non gaming. I've got a couple statues. A t shirt, maybe. I I don't know. I got nothing for you. Yeah. Okay. Number three. Black Friday ads are beginning to release. What are you going to grab this year? It comes in from my buddy Drew. Um. So the things that are on my Black Friday, like things that I actually going to buy now that Jack has his light again, he has a separate system. We're running into the, some of that safe things. So I'm looking to picking up some cheap carts that he can carry around with him in his case, just ah. in case he he doesn't have internet or he's somewhere you know and he wants to play. So like games that I've probably already bought and played and sold or traded in, um, but if I can get them on the cheap, I'd rebuy them. So Mario right. Rabbids, Starlink, things like that. If I can get a a switch cart for 10, 12 bucks or something like that. Mm-hmm. I might grab a couple of them just to throw in Jack's case. Uh, I'm definitely going to be picking up some titles now that I My don't cap. have gamers, gamers club unlocked anymore. Uh, I've been meaning to get dragon quest 11 and I believe that it's going to be the time to get it. it. To oh, oh, please do. Um, <laughs> never played dragon- it. sitting there. Dragon Quest Builders 2, that one's on my list. I know Sean Capri mentioned that one. Uh, Donkey Kong Country and Kirby Star Allies is on sale right now. Mm-hmm. Um, if the Lobo kits go on sale, I haven't purchased two through four of those. Um, golly. I mean, there's a lot that's coming out, but most of them I like to hold on to and wait until they come out. I think Mario Tennis Aces is one of the ones that I was going to get to. Um, so this is my favorite question. Guess this is more of a question for Donnie, but what franchise would you want to see the Koei Tecmo Omega Force treatment? Uh, I would totally like to see Pokemon into the mix. Garrett wants Pokemon Warriors. That would be interesting. I want to, I want to say like, I feel like the most like Pokemon rumble, the rumble games are, are, yeah, they've got those mobs, but Pokemon Warriors would be kind of what we've always wanted in terms of like a 3D open area Pokemon game. But the problem is that there's so many Pokemon that to make that game would be such a, it'd be the you same thing we're running into now. It'd well, be yeah, such an effort. Literally doing grunts of Caterpie and Weedle and yeah, <laughs> just so stuff like that. They'd have to be it very, very selective. Yes. And that would piss off Pokemon fans like this one already has. Yeah. So I wouldn't use that one. So um, this was also, I wrote some notes down. So here's the thing. Here's what makes a really good, warriors muso game it has to be either a series or a formula that is hard to adopt so either huge time sink persona things like that or like a really hard game like that not everybody can play so like it lends itself franchise lends itself well to doing that or it has to be a game that's like so rich with characters and lore that it's very easy to incorporate that into the game in around like a simple mechanic like Zelda Mm -hmm. and Fire Emblem. So my answer to this four years ago, when I answered this question, Luke Lore asked this question. I'll never forget it. It wasn't four years ago. It was like three years ago was persona. I meant he asked this question. I said, I want a persona warriors and boy, am I not getting it? I am so excited. 
But that aside, Caroline, I wrote down some options. I'm interested to hear. All right. I'm going to try to – what's the best way? All right. So there's one that I absolutely want that will never happen, but would be absolutely amazing. So I'll save that last. Okay. Here are some easy ones that I think just make a lot of sense. Yakuza. Okay. I think a Yakuza Muso game makes a ton of sense. I think a DC Comics Muso game makes a ton of sense. I could totally see Batman and Superman, Harley uh. Quinn and the Joker and the Penguin and all that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, not it, it makes sense. It doesn't make like it's not the perfect fit, but I think it, it could right, fit. right. I get you. I get this you. one is a perfect fit. Lord of the Rings. Brian would lose his mind. There was such a good Lord of the Rings Muso game waiting to happen. <laughs> that Brian is so perfect. But listen, Tolkien's family is so very careful with who they let. Oh yeah, no, be. I'm I'm not suggesting that any of these would. I don't ever think happen. it would ever happen. I'm just saying, if it happened, would it be good? Is really what I'm saying. Right, right, right. All right, all right, all right. All right. Here, here's a dark horse. <laughs> Pun intended. Ah. Dark Souls. Dark Souls has a ton of lore. Mm -hmm. Those fans are super diehard. Problem is, game's super hard and everybody can play it. Right. So you take some of the lore, some of those characters and the art style, and you put it in a Musou game, and maybe it appeals to people. That's my that's my dark horse. That's me throwing out there. All okay. right. I've got three left that I think are great options, perfect options that I would have loved. And I'm going to give you them in order of least wanted to most wanted. So number three, Xenoblade Warriors. Please. Xenoblade Warriors would be so amazing and fantastic. There's so many different characters that you could do all these different timelines, just like Hyrule Warriors. You'd have them all coming and going and different weapons. Oh, it'd be well, so I mean, good. it's all alternate realities. Exactly. So it's perfect. I really love this one. It's not my most favorite, but it probably should be. I just really want something else from this series and just like something else. But Castlevania Warriors. I think Castlevania would be good. That'd be such a really cool way to bring a lot of the yeah. history of that franchise back mm -hmm. into like modern time. Right. All right. My last one. And, and so a, a couple others that I was thinking about. So like I, I was thinking like Kingdom Hearts because that the, the damn thing doesn't make any sense. Nobody knows what that is. But isn't that game already like a hack and slash game? It's like uh, a hack and slash RPG. It's, it's very Xenoblade. And I was also uh, thinking like Final Fantasy. Those were yeah. other options that I was thinking of. Final Fantasy is so big that they would piss off anybody whose character didn't get in from whichever game. I know people expected me to say this, so I kept it for last because I didn't want to just give you the immediate answer. No More Heroes is the <laughs> game that I would absolutely die if they ever made a Muso game for because it would be amazing. There are so many incredible characters in that, and the art style is so perfect for a Muso game. And Travis Touchdown has a beam katana for... Like it's made for that. That's exactly what it. Okay. That's what the game should be. <laughs> no more heroes. Three should just be a warriors game with all these amazing artwork and style in it, and it should be so blood and gory and grungy. Oh, it'd be fantastic. Mercy. Do you have any uh, any options? No, I think Xenoblade's perfect. Yeah, Xenoblade really is. Xenoblade's really really good. I mean, give us a give us a third game, and then like you have enough characters really chock full. You know, you're gonna go. I had another one. It didn't fit like my my initial definition, but I still think it would be absolutely hilarious if they ever did it. <laughs> I can't believe I'm say this. <laughs> all right, you got this. It's a bit of a stretch, but like, let me take you on a, on a walk with me here. Lego Warriors. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's an open world Lego game 
where everything's destructible and you beat up all your enemies and they fall a little bits. <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> How cool is that? It could be so funny. Because I, um, I, I looked uh, on Twitter, somebody said um, Star Wars, Star Wars Warriors. And I was like, ah, mm-hmm. it's, all the games are already kind of like, nah. but then yeah. I thought Lego, like Lego Star Wars. And I was like, oh, it's like if you ever played like Lego City Undercover. Yeah. If that was like a Warriors game, but that funny and that goofy and dumb, like Lego movie dumb, and it was like Batman and all these, you could, because the Lego universe is massive. Mm-hmm. You could make a very awesome Lego Warriors game out of that yeah. universe if you if you really wanted to. And it'd be better than some of the Lego games. Okay, last question for this week's Shaq before next week when it's all about the Pokemans. Rachel writes in and she wants to know, what are you looking forward to after Pokemon? Seems like there isn't much happening until Animal Crossing drops in March. I was about to say Animal Crossing. Um, <laughs> I have a lot of games that I have bought but haven't played. I was going through this today. So, I, you know, I picked up on Doraemon Story of Seasons just for a little bit, but I didn't get to play it much until Luigi's Mansion came out. So I would like to go back to Doraemon. Um, I got the Dragon Quest One, Two, Three trilogy here. I would love to play that. Yesterday... Hat in Time physical edition came to me. Ooh. I haven't ever played Hat in Time, and I've got to play it. And then River City Girls I still haven't played. I've got all these things still in a shrink wrap, dude. It's kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, my backlog is so insane. And I know I'm probably going to be playing Pokemon at least through January, both, both of them. Um, so, I, yeah, you know, for me, it's looking forward to. I'm looking forward to being able to play some of my backlog. Uh, but at the same time nothing's going to hold a candle to my love for animal crossing and my desire for that game to come out. Sure. So that's, that's it. That's all I'm waiting on. Really? I did write down. She's you're absolutely right, Rachel. I mean, it seems like there's going to be a lull. Now I expect there to be a direct and I expect some of that time to be filled with some stuff, you know, just like, oh, for sure. Just January like the stretchers. Yeah. There'll be some stuff, mm-hmm. but on the short list of things you can look forward to things that I'm looking forward to, um, Darksiders Genesis in February. No, it's not for everybody. Same thing mm. for Assassin's Creed Collection comes in January. Um, I have a bunch of indie games that I'm still, that I have a short list. I've got my list on my computer and I wrote some down just over lunch today. So that Roki game yeah. that was in the indie direct, with the, the big fox and the, the winter and all that. What the golf? Caroline, we're going to get that game. Like, I'm going to find a way I to know. get that game. Have you seen any of the reviews physi- for it? Well, I haven't seen any reviews, the reviews but I mean, like... reviews stellar. There are people talking about it's their game of the golf. year. That's all I need. <laughs> um, I Pine? Games. See, Pine isn't for me. And I don't think it's for me either, but I know a lot of people are excited about it. This one is yeah. for us. Sukuna of Rice and Ruin. <sighs> Duh. When is that coming out? I don't know. So, like... All right. Yeah, that, that's on my list. That's still on my list, along with the Neko's. Um, but you know, I mean, until I get a release date, yes, I don't Manacan know. Yes, Night Market. That's true. Uh, yep. And Rune- then Rune, Fact- Rune Factory Four special is coming out in January. I completely forgot about that. And Rune Factory Five is in the works. So those are another two that, not until Animal Crossing, but you know, Brain Training and Tokyo Mirage Sessions come out in January. Kentucky Route Zero TV Edition. We've been looking for this game for like three years. Right. It's listed on their website as 2019. I don't know what that means anything. Uh, Children of Morda comes out in a couple weeks. Kevin and uh, Chris, Super Nintendo, they love that game. So, you know, Crystal Chronicles comes out early next year. I yes. think Minecraft Dungeons comes out early next year, and I'm I'm actually excited for that one. Like, I want to play that game. 
Uh, I don't know if it's early though. So like I've been waiting for Ori for two years. So I, I don't know. Um, right. the Bubble Bobble game comes out in Europe next week, and it should be out. I imagine early. That Bubble Bobble game. Kevin's gonna kill you. The Red Lantern. Um, you know. Um, dog Story sled game. Of Mineral Town. Um, the dog sled game got pushed until 2020, but it should be out soon. I hope. I don't know. Maybe they're just way off of it. I got a bunch of stuff in here, like the Wild at Heart, Soundfall, um, After Party, which is still not out on Switch, even though I'm playing it on Xbox. All that stuff moving out. Like, there's games. There will be games. There, but I understand sure. what you're saying. You know, between tentpole franchises, you would hope that you wouldn't go from October to March. But I guess right, Nintendo is right. probably counting Tokyo Mirage Sessions as a as a somewhat of a release. Yeah, that's coming out in January. I mean, we know that 2020. There'll be another port and another game. Yeah, that'll happen. There'll be another port and another game in there, I'm sure. And we'll get the Smash DLC character, the fifth character. Oh, that's true. That'll probably be at what the Game Awards? If they don't do it in the Direct before then. They may announce it at the Game Awards, yes. So they might do a Direct where they announce it. Okay, so here's the thing. I don't think we're having another Direct till January. Let me ask you a question then. At the Game Awards, what do you think is more likely, or both? Bayonetta re-reveal, or Smash character? Both. You think you'll get both at the Game Awards? I think Bayonetta is like, they mentioned, they teased it, you know, two years ago now. Now would be the time to kind of bring it back. Yep, people have been wanting to know. But I also think that um, that big of a stage, they... Did they announce Joker? They announced yes. Joker last yep. last year. But they so announced think... Bayonetta three the year before that. Right. right. So both have so... been unveil- unveiled at the Game Awards. So the question is, would you get something completely different now? Or yeah. I, if I you had both. to, if I had to bet, I would. I actually, I think I would slide my money towards Bayonetta, unless there's something wrong with Bayonetta we don't know about, which there might be. Like people have speculated that the game has been like re redeveloped, like you know rebooted. Um. But if they've been working on it, what they expect to be working on it, like they did Astral Chain, we didn't know about it. So like if they've been working on it, um, I would expect it by now to be somewhat like ready to showcase, especially if it's going to be next year. Sure. It makes sense to get it back out there. If Bayonetta isn't next year, I will be shocked. Yeah, I I don't know if I'd say shocked, but I kind of, I agree. I I expect it to be next fall. Yeah. I mean, you you teased it at the end of 2018. Right. So no, end of 2017, excuse me. So kind of like they did with Zelda where they showed a trailer and then they came back years later. Like now would be the way. So you showed Bayonetta 3. They told you it was a thing. Now let's give you a gameplay trailer. Let's show you how awesome Bayonetta 3 is and then announce like a release date. I would bet on that more than a Smash character unless the Smash character is really, really good. And that's the thing. I don't think it is because we have Terry and like Banjo would have been the one to do at the Game Awards. The only one that can do it is Shantae for me, my girl. Yeah, but even Shantae's not going to do it for the Game Awards. I know. I just, she's the only one that can do it for me. I okay. mean, people lose their mind if Doom Guy or Steve did it. Doom but... Guy could do it. I guess you're right there. I didn't think about that. Doom Guy could do it. And that's oh, another God. one, actually. Doom is in March. So you know, something yeah. else to think about on your, on your Switch. But there'll be another door. We'll get more things. You know what? How about this? Get Pokemon and just play Pokemon. <laughs> That's the answer, Rachel. Pokemon until Animal Crossing. Just go catch all the Pokemon. All 490 or whatever. Yep. A lot. <laughs> okay. That'll do it for this week's episode of Nintendo Shack. Thank you so much. 
for tuning in. I've got some editing to do, and uh, we will post it. The reason we're doing this a day early is I overbooked my week. So we've yeah, got Stadia stuff coming out tomorrow with Xbox stuff coming out. So I overbooked my week. So Caroline was happy enough to go a day early for me. So of course. I appreciate it. Hey, man. With that, Caroline, is there anything else you'd like to say? Nope. I'll see y'all Friday on my stream. Ooh, got to stop over there. Twitch.tv slash the Nintendame. The Nintendame. I'd be there, but I don't want to see it before I play it. I totally understand. But if you want to trade with me, come at me. Mm, yeah. I'll stuff. get you what you need if you get me what I need. Some backdoor shady deals going on over there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all about the Mons, baby. All about the Mons. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited for Pokemon. Word. That'll do it. We'll see you Whenever next you're ready. week. All right. All right this is Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening. And I forgot the line already. What? <laughs>